Welcome to The Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. There have been too many people who've gotten involved in too many relationships that have gone off track. Most of the time, it has to do with our approach to getting involved in these relationships. Today, our oldest daughter, Jasmine, is going to be sharing some biblical principles to singles from the book of Judges, looking at the life of Samson and how he related to the women that caused him major issues in his life. Grab a hold of your Bible, take a listen to Jasmine Berry as she talks about love at first sight. Really? Stay tuned after today's message and we'll let you know how you can get it in its entirety. I know you will want to hear it again. Come and go with us as we walk in the light of God's Word. Samson showed us what not to do. I'm going to give you very quickly a couple of practical things to do in pursuing a godly relationship. And some of these we already kind of went over. Number one, work on yourself first. Make sure that you're whole. Number two, ditch the long list of requirements and consult God on what to look for. Some of us have a list. I have 12 pages here. Some of us have lists this long of what we want in a spouse. And God never told you to look for all of those things. God created you before he knew you before you were in your mother's womb. So he knew what you need. He knows what you need. And things didn't change for me in my singleness until I stopped asking God for my laundry list of things. God wasn't going to give me my laundry list of things. I would have still been single if I kept saying, God, I need this. God, I need this. I need this. I want this. I want him to look this way. I want him to act this way. I want him to be this. I want him to do this. I would have still been up here. I wouldn't have been preaching the singleness message. I would have been listening to it because I would have been needing some help. And I got a revelation literally January 1st, midnight. It was December 31st. Midnight's over there in the other building before we moved over here. And God was like, it's let it go. And I say, you know what, God, this is what I'm going to do. You send whoever you want me to be with. I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm not going to tell you what he needs to look like. I'm not going to tell you anything, Lord. But you make it abundantly clear to me who who he is when you send him. And I'm going to trust that that's what you have for me. When I stopped praying and I submitted my will to the Lord and say, God, let your will be done. That's when God moved on my behalf. And some of us are trying to ask God for things that are going to be detrimental to us and we don't even know it. So ditch the list that you have and say, God, what, what do you want me to be looking for? Send me the right person. Number three, find counsel to walk with you through the process. Find somebody. Find somebody in the church. We have elders. We have leaders. We have people that you can look up to. You got our pastors. You have friends. Find somebody who can hear from God and walk, let them walk with you through the process. Like, don't. We're not called to do life alone. We said we're all fellows in the same ship. So find somebody who cares for you, who's going to be willing to tell you the truth and say, you know what, tell me the truth even when I don't want to hear it. And trust them that what they're telling you is the truth. Number four, seek God to get a clear understanding of if this is a relationship for you to pursue. One thing that I did when I was, in a, when I was single is I said, you know what, God, I'm not about to be wasting my time and anybody else's time. So what I'm not going to do is I'm not going to be in a one, two, three-year relationship with somebody who's not, it's not going to end in, in marriage. We let intentions be known at the beginning. What, what, is, what are we doing? Like the Bible does never, there's not one thing in the Bible that talks about dating. It talks about marriage. So when we pursue long-term relationships, it's not just for entertainment. 
and it's not for recreation. It's to get married. So that should be the number one desire when you talk to that person. And that should be from the get-go, like, this is the ultimate end goal. It's not just to be playing around five years, ten years later, we're still in a committed relationship. No. Either you want to get married or you don't want to get married. And we're going to find this out within a couple of years and figure it out. And so don't waste your time investing in relationships that are not going anywhere. Again, set an intended purpose for your relationship. Marriage is what God desires for us. Number seven, choose to honor God with how you conduct yourself within the relationship leading up to marriage. Like, choose to honor God. It's crazy to me how many millennials and how many people my age think that uh, sexual purity is optional. And it's super quiet in the room. Like, oh, that's just so antiquated. Like, that's like back in the day. Like, why don't, you know, you just gotta, you gotta figure things out before you go. No, like the God created sex for marriage. And the reason why a lot of us have problems is because we've been sleeping with multiple people who have slept with multiple people, and now we're carrying baggage of people that we don't even know. Because God created that for us to, for, for a husband and a wife to be able to grow together and, and develop together, and not for a boyfriend and a girlfriend. I'm not going to go off on that because that's a whole message in itself, but choose to honor God. Set some boundaries from the get-go. Set some boundaries and say, we're, this is not what we ain't doing this. And I, I'm going to say this. It's taboo to talk about sex and it's taboo to talk about uh, being attracted to somebody and sexual feelings and all that. that God, that's how God created us. Okay? God created us to have a desire for sex. Okay? Sometimes in church we try to act like we, you're supposed to suppress all that. You're obviously not supposed to do that to marriage, but it's normal for you to have a desire to want to sleep with somebody that you're in a relationship with. But it's how you navigate that. That's why you have to set boundaries to say, you know what, like, I'm feeling, I'm feeling a little bit too bothered right now. Let's put up the boundary that we set. But because a lot of us, we're like, oh, we're saved and sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm not going to feel that way. We don't even set any boundaries. So that when we do get in a situation that's getting a little bit too, too far, we don't even have any boundaries set. So ask God what boundaries you need to set. And if for you, if you're like, you know what, I came out of the world and I used to sleep around a lot, so I know it's going to be hard for me to maintain my purity, then there's certain boundaries that you might need that other people might not need. You may need to say, I can't be in the room alone with you because I don't know if I can control myself. And that's okay. And some people, they can be in the room alone with each other and they be, they're fine. Some people are like, I can't even sit next to you. And that's okay, but you have to be real with yourself for where you are and set some realistic boundaries. What happens is we're not real with ourselves because we want to look good in front of other people. Be real with yourself and say, you know what, this is, what I th- you know, this is how I feel. Okay, this, let's set some boundaries so that we can make it to the altar and truly honor God with our relationship. And lastly, choose purpose over project. We cannot fix anybody. We cannot fix anybody. Now, does it mean that the person that you are going to marry and be in a relationship is going to be fully developed in the purpose and the calling that God has for them when you marry them? No. 
But you have to see that that person is striving towards fulfilling that purpose, striving towards seeking after what God has for them. And you see, if they're pursuing the purposes of God, I can run with this. Because I know over time they're going to mature and they're going to develop and God's going to still work on their life until the day they die. But if you see somebody who is, you feel like you need to fix, this is not, for those, those of you who have kids, it's not a whole build-a-bear situation. Like, we're going to build a husband, build a wife. And I thought about this the other day. A lot of times we see this relationship and we're like, oh my gosh, they're so perfect. Like, I don't, I don't see anything negative with them. And then we open up this box of this, you know, relationship. We get married or, you know, you're deep, knee deep in the relationship and you realize, oh well, there's all these broken pieces. There's things that have not fully matured yet. Let me get to trying to work on this to get them where they need to be. We're trying to mold them into God's God, what we think God wants to do in their life. And that begins to create friction, begins to create issues. And we're trying to make these people be something that maybe they're not. Like there's, there's some women that are like, I got to marry a pastor. God may not call him to be a pastor. He may just call him to be a great man of God. You can't make them into anything that God hasn't desire for them to be. But God has not called us to make or fashion or build or fix our spouses. He's called us to support them. He's called us to encourage them. And what was interesting to me, I was sitting over there a couple weeks ago during the first, uh, the first session of this series, and God spoke to my heart. He says, there is only one potter, and that's me. The Bible says that he is the potter and we are the clay. And it's God's job to take these pieces and make it into something. It's not our job. So if the pieces of their life is something that you can't deal with now, and you can't, you know, walk through that process, well, I'm talking about people who are already saved and, and, you know, pursuing after God, but you're like, I can't handle where they are now. I gotta, things gotta change, blah, blah, blah. If nothing ever changes, are you gonna be okay being in that relationship? And if not, then that's not the relationship for you. But we have to trust God that he's going to do what he said that he's going to do and allow him to mold and make that person into whoever he has called them to be. So it's our job to choose perfect purpose over project. If you're both pursuing after God and honoring him with your relationship, you're going to see God do great things in your relationship. Come on, let's stand up on our feet today. I know I'll give you all a lot in... Uh, 40 minutes or however long that was, but um, I just believe that God wanted to encourage us, encourage people who, you know, you may know some singles, so you have some stuff to go encourage them with, or you might be in the season of singleness and you're like, I, you know, I'm tired of this, you know, and it's, if you, if, if you're like, God is calling me to be single and I don't want to be in a relationship, that's cool too. Or if you're like, I really want to be in a relationship, that's awesome. Some of us are acting like we don't want to be in a relationship, but we do. We got to be real about ourselves, too, and just say, look, God, I want to be in a relationship. And the Lord spoke to me the other day and was like, we have to get, when it comes to pursuing after God and praying for him about our spouses, we have to get like Hannah when she was praying about that baby. We got to cry out before the Lord and say, you know what, God, I need you to move for me. I need you to speak to me. I need you to show me things. I need you to move on my behalf. So I just want to pray for... Um, all the singles in the room that God gives you the strength and the empowerment and the grace to be able to navigate this season well and to be able to uh, 
really end, end up with the right person that God has for you. God, we just come before you knowing that you are awesome and you are a mighty God, Lord. There is nobody like you, Lord. And we know, God, that you desire, Lord, for us to have great relationships, God. And we pray, Lord, for every single person who's in the room or watching online, God. We pray, Lord Jesus, that this message was a help to them, God. And we pray, God, that you sustain them in this season, God. Give them wisdom. Put people around them, God, godly people who are going to be able to encourage them and help them walk through the process, God. Help them, Lord Jesus, to be able to see the red flags, the things that they should worry about, the things that they should question, God. Lord, help them, Lord Jesus, to navigate this season, Lord Jesus, with faith, God, but confidence confidence in knowing, God, that you have their best interest at heart, God. You're not going to lead them astray, God. And I pray, God, that as they trust in you, God, after they follow after you and apply your word to their lives, God, that they will see a harvest, God, and that they will see, Lord Jesus, healthy and godly relationships manifest in their lives. God, we thank you. We bless your name in advance for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give God a shout of praise in the room today. How many people are like Samson who, when he saw something that was enticing to his eye, he wanted it regardless of the consequences and the character of the person. Many people have gotten involved in relationships just because someone looked good to them on the outside, but they weren't good on the inside. This is Jerry G. Martin, and we certainly hope that you've enjoyed this message today. You've been listening to a message to our congregation by my oldest daughter, Jasmine. If you know someone who's single, let them hear this message. And you can hear it again by going to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. Or you can go to our website at lowcf.org. Again, that's lowcf.org. I want to take a moment to invite you to be our guest at The Light of the World. We are open for in-person service every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. You're welcome to come. We still have some safety protocols in place as we are looking out for your well-being. But come on out. Hear the Word of God. Pastor Jackie is in a dynamic series and she'll be teaching. I'll be speaking from time to time. But God will be speaking every time at The Light of the World. We are at 16161 Old Humble Road every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Also remember we have the Beacon Bookstore right here on our campus for your Sunday school materials, your books, Bible, communion supplies, and church supplies. Call us at the Beacon at 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, May the Lord our God richly bless you and we'll be with you again next time.